0: Today's edition of Rising Higher is brought to you by Medicare Pro.
1: Hello, my name is Tamika Smith and I am a licensed Medicare agent and community advocate with the Medicare Pro Insurance Agency. We educate our families on the differences between traditional Medicare, Medicare supplemental options, and Medicare Advantage plans. Because we are brokers, we do the shopping for you to determine which plan options best works for you and your family. We also evaluate our clients to determine if they can qualify for the $164.90 Part B reduction, which in turn will increase your Social Security check. We have some good news for 2023. The dental and vision benefits are getting better. Many of the Medicare Advantage plans will provide assistance with your utilities, food cards to help with your groceries, and flex cards, and we do not want you to miss out on these benefits. We would love for you to get us a call at 210-760-2379. We will be available to assist you for in-home video and phone appointments. Again, that number is 210-760-2379. If I'm the living water, it means that I have everything that you've ever wanted,
2: everything that you've ever needed. I am the living water, so I'm going to show you by telling you and showing you that I know you better than you know yourself. Check the source. (laughs) Check the source that Jesus is the source of all knowledge. Somebody say all knowledge. He knows all things. He knows your past, your present, and your future. So when Jesus comes and he says, he says, you're right when you say you have no husband the fact is you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. How do you think the woman would have felt? You think that she would have felt a little shame? You think that she would have felt a little bit, no, 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 I don't feel like she felt that at all. I felt like the spirit of God working through Jesus uh, communicated in such a way that, that the woman received that word with Grace. I believe that, that, that Jesus revealed himself and rather than the woman getting offended, she was intrigued. Rather than the woman getting offended and saying, hey, you don't know me. You don't know about my life. I think that she leaned in and said, you're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. You're a man, I'm a woman. I've never met you before. How do you know all this? You must be a prophet. Isn't that what she says? Here's a truth for you. God doesn't reveal our sin to shame us. He reveals our sin to save us.
0: Welcome to Rising Higher, the radio ministry sponsored by 316 Church in San Antonio, Texas. We are located at 7760 Prue Road between Babcock Road and Bandera Road. At 316 Church, our threefold mission is love, live, lead. Check us out at 316.org, that is T-H-R-E-E-1-6 O-R-G. Join us here on KDRY every Monday through Friday at 5.30 p.m. and Saturday mornings at 8.30 a.m. And now, here is your host for Rising Higher, Pastor Randy Garcia. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So have a good, I've got a question for you. As we begin today, how do you respond when uh, you encounter the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Mm. See, some of us uh, are are convicted. Amen. I think that's a good thing. The Holy Spirit works to convict us. Some of us uh, uh, reject the truth and, oh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Well, in John chapter number four, we read a story that uh, it's amazing. You know, this woman who is in sin encounters Jesus, and uh, it's a good encounter. And I do believe that she had a pretty good uh, response. You know, maybe some of us would have walked away from Jesus and rejected what Jesus was saying. She received it. Hmm. Maybe because it was Jesus himself. Do you believe Jesus speaks to you and I today? And if he were to encounter you and the the issues that you're dealing with today, or would you be willing to say, okay, God, okay, you you know me. (laughs) Well, thank you for tuning in to Rising Higher. We're studying the book of John. For now, let's jump into chapter four. Our Bible teacher is Randall Shawn Garcia, and he serves as a lead pastor at 316 Church. John chapter four.
2: I need to do this more often, but would you welcome the online campus that's watching us this morning? Come on, let's give them a warm welcome. I pray that the Word of God penetrates through the live stream and into your homes wherever you are at. We're in a sermon series called Check the Source. Somebody say, check the source. Why? Because Jesus is the source of everything good. Jesus is the source of life. He's the source of light. In fact, let me just give you a one-minute recap. I know you're standing. I'm not going to make you stand forever. Uh, we went through John chapter 1 a few weeks ago, and it talked about in the beginning was the Word. And so we know that the beginning has a source. Who's the source? Jesus. Come on, y'all. Were y'all, y'all here? Jesus is the source. The, the sun is the source of life and the source of light. That's what we learned. And then in chapter 2, a couple weeks ago, we learned that Jesus turned water into wine. And we learned that Jesus is the source of authority, of powers, of miracles, of signs and wonders. Amen? We also learned that Jesus is the source of eternal life last week when he met Nicodemus. And he says, you must be what? Born again. Someone was paying attention. What I love about the first three chapters is that chapter one talks about the beginning. The sun is the beginning. And then what I love about chapter three is it talks about how the sun is the end, the eternal life, right? Isn't that cool? Chapter one is he's the beginning. Chapter three is that he's the end. But you know what's even cooler? In chapter two, he's in the middle. That's when he's at the wedding. That's when he's involved with the affairs of man. That's when he's involved and he's saying, you know what? I am the beginning and I am the end, but I still care about what's in the middle because you're in the middle, (laughs) because I love you, because you are my son, because you are my daughter, and because you're in the middle. That's where we find everything that we need. And in chapter four, we find that the beginning and the end, who's Jesus, he's still continues to do his ministry in the middle. That's where we pick up John chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. If you want to open your Bibles, John chapter 4, we're going to be right in the beginning of that chapter. It says this, now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, talking about John the Baptist, although in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. Somebody say Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. Noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews did not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it was that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you drink. Living water. Whoever does not honor the oh, okay, that's that's it. I'm getting a little bit too head of ahead of myself. Let's pray as we continue to study this scripture. Lord God, I thank you. Thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that every day, every week you teach us something new. I pray, Lord God, that we would draw near to you. I pray, Lord God, that we that that we would. Put your word in our hearts, that we'd hide it in your heart, in our hearts, Lord God. Lord, reveal yourself. I pray today that we would grow in the knowledge of God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Here, here's what I want to review real quick. So we just read that story of the woman at the well. How many of you heard that story before? Right? You heard the story. You know that Jesus was... On this journey, he's going through Samaria. He sees this woman at the well. And what we can see is that it's a one-on-one encounter. And and this is why Jesus is so amazing. Because if you look back just on the last few chapters, we looked at last chapter, how Jesus had a one-on-one encounter with who? Nicodemus. Jesus had a one-on-one encounter with Nicodemus, and he gives Nicodemus what he needed to be born again, right? And then, in the next chapter, spoiler alert, he has a one-on-one encounter with a lame man, and he gives him what he needed, which was a miracle. And that's why Jesus, in the Gospel of Luke, he had a one-on-one encounter with Zacchaeus, a tax collector, and he also gives him what he needed, a personal relationship with Jesus and salvation. And over and over through scripture, I can give you many, many examples, too many that I, that I have time for today, but Jesus is always about the one-on-one encounters. And here he is going through Samaria, and he is having another one-on-one encounter with this Samaritan woman. And so point number one, I'm going to give it to you right now, is that Jesus came for everyone. Now you might be saying, did you spell that correctly? No, no, no. If you spell everyone as one word, it means everyone. If you separate it, it means every single one of you. So Jesus came for all. Jesus is the savior of the world. He came for all. But let me tell you, sometimes we, we look at that salvation message and we think, yeah, 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 Jesus came to save everyone. But I think that many times we should read that every one. You are one of those people. You are one of those souls that Jesus came to save. And you know what it says right here in verse 7? It's about noon. And in verse 7, it says, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. So the first thing that we see is that Jesus went to this woman indiscriminately. He didn't discriminate. It didn't matter that she was a woman. It didn't matter that she was a Samaritan. It didn't matter what her background was. He came for everyone, which is why Jesus, so many times in Scripture, he's seeking that one-on-one encounter. Yes, Jesus can speak to the crowds. Jesus can speak to to many, many people at once, but you'll never see him shy away from a one-on-one opportunity. To reveal himself. How many of you want that one-on-one opportunity? Listen, if Jesus wants to reveal himself, many times it's one-on-one. So my question is, what is your one-on-one time with God? Jesus came for everyone. Point number two, I want you to know Jesus is living water. How
0: about that one-on-one encounter with the Lord? Do you have that on a daily basis? Hopefully you do because that can make a world of difference thank you so much for tuning in to rising higher brought to you by 316 church we're going to take a break and then we'll be right back because uh, we've got some more we're just getting started with chapter 4 of the book of john it's a great story pastor randall sean our bible teacher is going to get a little deeper in just a few moments thank you for tuning in to rising higher we'll be right back enjoy about 316 church
1: my name is janice and i enjoy 316 church because it feels like home the pastors and leaders are amazing and their sermons reach me on a level that i've never experienced before in my life 316 church is home
2: my name is joel and i love 316 church because the pastor is always there for you my name is Cece, and i enjoy 316 church because it is truly a family church and I feel welcomed by everybody and they teach straight out of the Bible. My name is Cheryl and I enjoy 316 Church
1: because we are family and you feel God's presence here. My name is Janae and I enjoy 316 Church because it's encouraging and the people are welcoming and they treat you like family. My name is Cecilia and I love 316 Church because we are family and we are the church.
0: Are you looking for a church family? 316 Church welcomes you. Every Sunday morning we gather together for worship at 10.30 a.m. We meet for worship both on campus at 7760 Prue Road and we meet online at our website, www.316.org. That's three one org. 316 Church, big enough to meet your needs, small enough to care.
2: Hi, this is Carl Caton with the San Antonio Marriage Initiative. Our team is excited to be leading National Marriage Week forward in 2023, where we celebrate all across the country the importance and value of marriage. Marriage brings us more health, more wealth, more happiness, and longer lives. And every year from February 7th through 14th, we celebrate National Marriage Week in San Antonio and across the country. I hope you'll join us this year for a great celebration. And thank you for listening to Rising Higher.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to Rising Higher. We're looking at the great story of Jesus' encounter with the woman at the well. We're looking at John chapter 4. Check the source. We're going to pick up where we left off right before the break. Here's our Bible teacher, Randall Sean Garcia.
2: For everyone, point number two, I want you to know Jesus is living water. John 4 verse 10 Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. It's it's almost like she doesn't understand what he's saying, right? But listen, this is what happens when we're drawing from the wrong source. Here's a question for you. What source are you drawing from? Many times we continue to draw water or draw uh, from sources that will never fulfill us. This is a human problem. It's, It's a human problem in today's culture. It's always been a human problem when we look at human history. We only draw from sources that don't satisfy we only draw from the, the, the well of money. We only draw from the well of achievement, the well of fame, the well of relationships, sex, substances, food, and drink. We draw from the natural wells that will never fulfill. But if we draw from not a natural well, but from a supernatural well, we will never be thirsty again. You see, it's interesting how Many people, they just want more and more and more. We are consumers, aren't we? We just consume and we consume and we consume and we want more and we want more and we're never satisfied. We're never satisfied until we realize that we've been drawing water from the wrong well. We've been drawing from the natural and God has told us to draw from the supernatural. We've been trying to satisfy things that will never satisfy us. We, we, we continue to go for things and devote all our time, our effort, our money, our resources, our mental capacity to things that will never finally and fully fill us up. You see, all of the things that I just mentioned, you see, you're never fully and finally full. Right, let me put that in perspective. When you are filled with the living water, That is all you'll ever need. That is all you'll need today. And that is all you'll need for eternity. When you are filled with this supernatural source, this supernatural spring, as we call it, as Jesus called it, we will never thirst again. And unfortunately, just like the woman at the well, we have a hard time understanding it too, don't we? She says, what do you mean, Jesus? It's almost like if Jesus needed to give her something more. But let me tell you, that spring of living water where we'll never thirst again, do do you know what that is? It's knowing God more. It's developing that personal relationship with Jesus. You see, we'll never grow spiritually thirsty again when we find our well in Jesus. So let's continue with the story. Point number three is that Jesus is omniscient, which means he knows all things. Jesus is omniscient so after the woman said to him sir give me this water so that I won't uh, get thirsty and have to keep coming to draw water Jesus responds he's like I don't think she gets it right I don't think she gets it so he he moves on to something else which is interesting how Jesus communicates in these first few chapters he moves on to something else he says hey go go call your husband and come back can you imagine that she's like you you just told me about living water and that I'll never be thirsty again? And, and then you're telling me to go call my husband? Like, aren't you gonna explain more? Aren't you gonna tell me what you mean? But you know what? Jesus was, he was showing her what this means. He told her, go, call your husband and come back. She says, I have no husband. She replied, Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you've had five husbands, and the man you have now is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. So what is Jesus doing? He completely, it's almost like he changes the conversation. You want some living water? Go call your husband, right? Want some living water? Go call your husband. And then I think in this moment, Jesus is saying, hello, I'm the living water. Let me prove it to you by showing you that I know all things. I know all things, and if I know all things, it means that I know what satisfies. It means that I know what fills you. It means that I know your past. I know your present, and I know your future. If I'm the living water, it means that I have everything that you've ever wanted, everything that you've ever needed. I am the living water. So I'm going to show you by telling you, and showing you that I know you better than you know yourself. Check the source. (laughs) Check the source that Jesus is the source of all knowledge. Somebody say all knowledge. He knows all things. He knows your past, your present, and your future. So when Jesus comes and he says, he says, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. How do you think the woman would have felt? You think that she would have felt a little shame? You think that she would have felt a little bit? No, 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 I don't feel like she felt that at all. I felt like the spirit of God working through Jesus uh, communicated in such a way that that the woman received that word with grace. I believe that, that, that Jesus revealed himself And rather than the woman getting offended, she was intrigued. Rather than the woman getting offended and saying, hey, you don't know me. You don't know about my life. I think that she leaned in and said, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. You're a man. I'm a woman. I've never met you before. How do you know all this? You must be a prophet. Isn't that what she says? Here's a truth for you. God doesn't reveal our sin to shame us. He reveals our sin to save us. You see, Jesus wasn't looking to put some guilt and shame and condemnation on this woman. No, 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 no. He he knew that she was one. That she was the one person. She was the one-on-one encounter. She had shame and he had saving power. She had shame, guilt, and condemnation, and he had grace, mercy, restoration, love. He had everything that she needed to have eternal life in heaven. So God doesn't reveal our sin to shame us. He reveals our sin to save us. In fact, couldn't you say that this was the light of Jesus revealing what was hidden? In John 1, we we discussed this a few weeks ago. Here's a quick recap. Jesus is called light. I love in 1 John, it also says that Jesus is light. In him, there is no darkness. And what do we know about light? It's been a consistent theme. We've talked about this a few times. Light reveals what is hidden, and light cannot have darkness. Wherever the light shines, the darkness flees. Light reveals what is hidden. And here, I think the light of Jesus just shined up. It shined right on that woman and she received that light with grace and mercy. This Samaritan woman has this encounter and Jesus, because he is light, revealed some areas of sin that she had. He reveals some areas of shame. He reveals some areas of heartbreak. He reveals some areas of this woman's life that she wasn't proud of. What I love about Jesus is that he meets us right where we're at. How many of you can say, I have, <laughs> Pastor, I, I have some areas that where, where I need Jesus, amen? Like you can say, look, I'm gonna be honest right now. Look, I'm not the only one. I can't be the only one raising my hands, y'all. How many of you could say, I have some areas where I need Jesus? How many of you can say, I need Jesus to meet me where I'm at today? And that's what he did in this, That's what he did in this situation. That's what he did for this woman. She needed help in some areas. And where did he meet her? In Samaria.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's some areas in your life. There's some areas in my life where God needs to meet with us. So let's not shy away from that. Thank you for tuning in to Rising Higher. We are out of time, unfortunately. So um, we're going to have to bring today's edition of Rising Higher to a close. But the good news is tomorrow... We will continue this message from John chapter 4. Check the source. So hopefully you can join us tomorrow as we continue this and uh, dig deeper into John chapter 4. Great story, great lessons, and we're not done with them. Hope you can join us tomorrow. You've been listening to Rising Higher, brought to you by 316 Church. Feel free to check us out on the web at 316.org. That's three 16.org. Join us tomorrow as we continue this study in John chapter 4 hello this is Kelly Sweeney and I'm calling from the pregnancy care center where we offer both hope and help to women who are in an unplanned pregnancy I wanted to invite you to contact us at our website sapregnancy.org or our telephone number 210-614-4124 and invite you to come in and have a tour and see what we're doing and um, ask questions and find out more and how you can be involved and you can join and participate with our Lord in saving lives of moms as well as babies. The preceding broadcast has been sponsored by Medicare Pro, honest Medicare advice that you can trust. To review your options, call 210-245-5519.